Uh, yeah, I'm actually loving talking to Grace Grace. It's a great name to say. Minister Grace Grace <laughs> on the air with us this morning. Thank you for uh, taking the time. We know you're extremely busy at the moment, so we really do appreciate it. I'm glad you like my name. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I got it, don't you? Oh, someone we, we heard, tell us. Yeah. You, can you, you married explain into- it? I married Michael Grace and took his surname. So that's yes. how I became Grace Grace. My original pre-married name was Fafalia, which is a little bit hard to say, a little mm-hmm. bit hard to spell. Yeah. So back 35 years ago nearly, when I married Michael Grace, I took his name and I'm now Grace Grace. Oh, wow. Lovely. Um, so tell us, what is, what is happening with schools? There's a lot of people asking questions. Some We can send our kids, we can't send our kids. Look, basically, schools are open for children of essential workers only. That means that if you're required in your workplace for essential business, then you um, can send your children to school. So they will be open for those workers who do not have the ability to supervise their children at at home and no other arrangements can be made. All other children will be learning from home for the first five weeks, which is half the term of mm-hmm. term two, until May the 22nd. We'll reassess that around the 15th of May to see how it's going and what we're going to do for the second part of the term. But basically, schools are only open for children of essential workers and those that are required in their workplace and other arrangements can't be made. Look, it's very hard to have one exact definition Everyone is different, but it worked very well during the student-free days, and we can't see any reason why it shouldn't work well during the first five weeks of term two. Now, the thing um, I yeah. read that um, sorry, the thing I read that was um, quite interesting because I think people think, oh, homeschooling—that's like six hours because they go to school for six hours and we have to do it. But they get—you're um, going to be one-on-one with this, your, your kids. So I was reading somewhere that's probably best to do like two to three hours of homeschooling a day. Would that be the, yes. the advice? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And you'll find that there's some really good frequently asked questions on the Department of Education's website for parents, and you'll probably do two to three hours of you know, learning, intensive learning around English and mathematics and science and, you know, health and physical education. And then, of course, there's all the activities that surround those subjects. And we're looking at a whole different um, variety of platforms, digital, um, hopefully some television, some great um, ABC podcasts. Um, We're looking to do some educational programs on... um, um, with the commercial stations as well. We're finalising that. And, of course, there's print. So you might do your face-to-face lessons with the teacher. You may do them virtually. You may do them um, in a number of modes. And um, then following that, there's all the activities that surround those. It's very rare that a child is in front of a screen for the whole time that they're at school. So um, a little bit of patience and a bit of common sense, and I think they'll get a quality learning um, experience at home. What about from a teacher's perspective? Are they going to have a higher workload because they're going to be doing face-to-face lessons with students but then also have students in the classroom or is it going to be smaller classrooms and then some teachers will be free to just do online? No, look, normally the teachers will be free. I mean, those children that do go to school, they'll be supervised, obviously, and they'll be doing the same lesson plan and the same learning materials will be available um, for on-site supervision for those students in the categories um, of those essential workers. So they'll be doing similar to what's happening at home, but they'll be doing it in a school environment because there's no other environment for them to do it in. But um, teachers will have the full resources of their school. Um, They'll be at school delivering this with their teacher aides, with um, 
all the other essential workers like guidance officers so that we can contact the students, welfare officers, making sure that the students are, you know, obviously okay and are able to learn from home, um, assessing how they're going, making sure that if there's um, anything they need, like a device or something like that, that we can get it to them and make available um you know, print material to them. So, look, we really need all hands on deck to make sure that we deliver quality learning from home. We are chatting to Minister Grace Grace, the Queensland Education Minister. We've had a a question come through from Susie, and I know this is um, a a frequently asked one. Susie, you're on the air. What would you like to ask? Hi, Minister. Hi, guys. Um, Hi, Susie. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, I'm a little bit confused and also feeling a little bit guilty uh, about essential workers. So, I work for a software company and I'm currently working from home. Um, Am I still allowed to send my daughter to school? Look, I think the best place for you, Susie, is to have a chat with the principal in relation to that. If you're obviously occupied and you can't make arrangements for your children to be supervised while you're, you know, really, you know, engaged in your work from home, then you'll um, probably fall into that category of essential worker. But clearly, if you're definitely required in the workplace, and I know sometimes um, workers are needed to travel to their workplace or something like that, so it might be a time where the kids can't be looked after. So definitely they would be students of essential workers that you would send them to school. But um, talk to your principal. They've handled this and I'm sure that if they can accommodate your child or children, I'm sure that they will, no problems whatsoever. All right. Um, And there will be no Year 13 in Queensland. Is that a guarantee? That's a guarantee. Um, We're doing all we possibly can to make sure that we deliver a quality curriculum to our Year 12s. I feel for them, actually. It's the first year of ATAR and um, the poor things um, are going to have a tough enough with the whole new system. Mm. And here we're now hit with COVID-19. But look, the QCAA is doing a great job. We chair the national body. The national body is really looking at how do we make sure that um, our Queensland students and as well as the QCAA here get their Year 12 um, Queensland Certificate of Education, get their ATAR score. We've already reduced their assessments by one, so they've done one internal. They'll do another internal assessment and then there'll be an external one and we're trying to work out the best way that we can do that later in the year. But we're hoping that they'll all graduate. Schoolies might get cancelled. That and that's, my question. come on, that's <laughs> going to be... I don't, even think, I don't even think that that's an if. I think that it's a, it's a, it's a definite. If we're oh, still... don't say it! Don't say <laughs> it! No, my daughter would have, um, she would have been very upset if I had said that at the time that she was graduating from year 12. But look, I think if things continue the way that they are, depending on where we're at, of course, schoolies will be cancelled. But um, we're talking later on in the year yet. I don't know where we're going to be. And um, obviously we'll be guided by the, um, the health advice that that's the, the main thing. Right, so you're saying you're confirming schoolies is off? I'm not confirming it's off and I'm not confirming that it's on. It's okay. far too early to call. It's a pandemic that we've never experienced. Mm. Well, certainly not in my life and I'm sure not in your lifetime as well. So it's something that you have to take day by day and make those assessments closer to the time. Well, we appreciate your time, Minister Grace Grace, uh, Education Minister for Queensland. Thank you for calling through. My pleasure, thanks. And can I just say, this is not going to be easy. Everyone, please be patient. It's a whole new way of delivering learning, but I'm sure together we can um, make sure that our kids don't um, lose on their learning and that we can deliver good quality education to them. Nice. It's Stav, Abby and Matt.